And thank you for joining us. Time will bring the real end of our trial. There'll be no remnants, no trace, no retention. We'll feel as within you. Then you won't remember me. Your face will be the reason I smile. But I will not see what I cannot have forever. I'll always love you. I hope you feel the same.
thank you for tuning in. Um, we're going to turn that back down a bit. Um, I actually wanted to just thank you for listening to the show. Um, I apologize if some of the episodes have I've had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we really just want this to be a place where people are able to listen to something really great and um, enjoy themselves, but also grow as individuals. Um, that's what we want. We want people to be able to have um, things that, that actually um, makes or creates the person who is working hard, who is the, you know, um, self-actualized individual. You might not actually get to that, but you want you want to be able to say that you are someone who is who 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 is who has found a place where people are talking about something that you're supposed to be listening to, right? Um, so that's, um, and it's not easy actually to do. Um, so all these people who really make these great podcasts, um, like, um, Kamar Bell, I listen to that. Um, um, it's a, it's a difficult thing to do. He uses comedy sometimes. I think he's talking about entrepreneurship. Um, I think entrepreneurship is something that a lot of people can relate to and is needed. Um, and we talk about this because we are actually heading in this direction. Um, the last time there was an economic recession, a lot of people weren't here. Um, I didn't want to say that, excuse me, but the last time there was an economic recession, a lot of people didn't know what to do. Um, and it's predicted by um, a top economist that there's going to be a larger Great Depression and a larger economic recession. Um, and he is one of the top people because he's actually on all these, he's, he's, he's requested on some of the most respected platforms to, to speak about economics. So you hear him, um, or you read, you read his quotes in magazines, in Time Magazine, for example, you read um, his work. You've seen him on um, uh, shows that um, are geared to discussing um, the um, changes in the economy. And so, so Paul Krugman specifically is his name, but there are others. Um, Thomas Solo is also another top engineer. Other people who probably don't want to be named as well um, are predicting, and, and specifically with this, with this prediction of Paul Krugman. But it's um, he was talking about um, the fact that the recession is going to be the largest one that we've ever had. It's really a great depression. It's not a, not even a recession. And he's saying that it's going to be something that we've never seen before, something that people didn't expect, where things um, uh, were, were just so unexpected. I mean, he, didn't, he said something that we weren't, weren't going to expect. It's going to be the level that they were expected. That's what he said. Um, but that implies that we're, we're going to be very shocked by what we see. And so what I do know is that every time, or regardless of anyone's situation, the person who's able to create things for themselves and to, you know, find food, every, every group, and this is not even something that has to do with individuals, people who know how to go hunting always have something. How did people have coats, right? They hunted buffalo. How did people have food? They hunted, they hunted animals and they went fishing. Um, and I, I say this as someone who's not really such a, a large meat eater, but I do agree with hunting, right? You're supposed to catch fish. You're supposed to be able to um, rely on things that are grown in the ground and things that come from the earth. And it's a controversial thing because sometimes actually animals come from the earth. But it's a strange thing because you can say you're a vegan and you can say you're vegetarian, but the healthiest things are things that come from the earth. And most of us don't always have things that are from the earth. We tend to have chemicals in our system. Um, and um, some of these chemicals cause strange chemical reactions. And I was just talking about this with someone the other day because I was saying that a long time ago, a lot of people did not have baldness. 
if you look at your great-grandfather, he probably had a full head of hair for a long time. If you look at the elderly people, um, in most of these societies, they have a full head of hair. If you, if you, if you, if anyone contradicts that and say and says, well, someone doesn't, juxtapose him with someone who is probably of the same genetic makeup. Most of them, um, most of them um, don't, right? Um, most of them do have a full, a full head of hair. So it's all to say that um, European genetics and, and and even African genetics, for the most part. Um, have full, a full head of hair where where people losing it is very rare, um, and sometimes some tribes don't grow a lot of hair while others do, um, and that's just definitely true. That has nothing to do with complexion. If you ever Google, and and I, I remember saying this, some this is random, because but it happens to people regardless of their color, um, and um, sometimes people don't realize that. So some people have longer hair. Some people um, in Western Europe have thinner hair. You can Google it. Some people have th- a thicker head of hair. It's really about genetic makeup. It's environment as well. Um, and some people in Africa don't grow hair, while you have other other groups, maybe in North Africa, who have longer hair. Um, and um, you can Google that as well. Or even coarse hair. Um, you know, people talk about the you know complexions having coarser hair. But if you Google places like Costa Rica. You know, some places in Costa Rica have very long hair, even if it's an Afro, it's long, or even Aboriginals, they have really, really long hair. If you Google very dark skin with really straight hair, um, and you Google Aboriginals, you know, the people who are um, in Australia, they have really long hair. Um, or, you know, the blonde hair not being next to or connected with brown skin, um, it's on, um, um, they have people in the Pacific, I should have said the Pacific earlier, who have, and you can Google this, who have blonde hair on their brown skin. And so what I'm saying is that um, sometimes things are a little bit different and it depends on where people are from. But one thing I noticed that was that what that happened um, was that even when people were denied an education, when the economy was going down, they were still able to receive an education from so many different sources. So what I'm saying is that people have to protect your mind. You have to protect your behavior and you should be thinking about how you're going to sustain yourself in the long run because, in the, because it's really ultimately about being able to provide for yourself, being able to rely on what you have around you. And if something happened, God forbid, um, where where everything was cut off, what what would what would we rely on, or what could we rely on? We would have to rely on plant, the um excuse me the the things that are grown. Do you be able to get your spinach by by growing your spinach? Do you be able to have your kale and your mangoes? You, you can grow them. What do you have for breakfast? Oatmeal. You can actually grow oatmeal, right? Farmers have oatmeal. Um, what do you have for lunch? Maybe um, you have fish for lunch. You can go fishing. Maybe you have chicken. For lunch. You, can, you can have chicken that you're growing. Maybe you have a steak for lunch. You can hunt a steak, right? But these are all things that come from the land. So the traditional American diet would be like the would be the um, would be the steak with the with the mashed potato and the string beans. Um, you think about the, the 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 diet that existed right before we had all these chemicals that was inspired in the 1960s. That's the traditional American diet. So it's usually veal with a with a baked potato and string beans. Um, very important to have because I feel like I I, I believe, and this is actually scientifically proven, um, that some of the things that we have here are not um, are not really made for the for our bodies, and so they're causing us to have problems. But also, if we're able to sustain, if we're able to um, 
to to utilize what we have. Um, for example, if we're able to utilize um, the the products that um, or the the um, resources that we have, we would be able to actually um, survive longer. And so what I see is that I see people who are consuming a lot of um, a lot of things, right? But anyway, we're going to talk about um, a number of things. Music. I was listening to some new, new music the other day. I actually had a chance to go to Canada, and um, it was really interesting because um, the Canadians are really interesting. And I was able to, first of all, tra- sample um, something that I thought was interesting. And there's a place that I went to called Freshy, um, F-R-S-H-I-I. And um, it was, it's really interesting. I think it's by someone from Europe, even though they say that the person is from Canada. The spelling has two eyes, and so sometimes that indicates this is this is from Europe. It could be um, what people now refer to as another region. But I I know that um, the the grammatical usage of this term comes from um, what we now refer to as the Middle East and Europe, where you can see this, but it's mostly in Arabic and outside of Arabic is Europe. So that we won't even get into that, but um, but yeah. So I think it's Europe, and um, I was I actually had a chance to sample, and I had to say that it's very very good, um, and I really recommend that you try it if you ever come to Canada. Um, they might have it in the United States as well, um, and um, it was really coconut, you know, with peanuts and um, chocolate. So it's really interesting, but um, I also um, wanted to. Um, to to discuss that um, I went to a show and the concert was really nice. It was it was an outdoor show, um, and they have music here that um, I think is is heavily influenced by the United States, even though people don't say that. And I I think I, I recall bringing this up where sometimes people people get so much from the United States, but they don't really say that it's from the United States. Um, and so um, what. I what I know is that, um, for example, um, England has Britpop. Britpop, if you listen to it, is largely from the United States, and you can hear the influences of Chuck Berry. You can hear the influences of all of these different people, um, and and really what you know, what we hear from the Beatles was already there um, in the United States. Um, if you look at um, Zeppelin and all of these people, the way they dress, the way they behave, behaved. Um, um, and even the idea of having a group, America had the group bands, right? Um, but they don't say that it comes to the United States. But it eventually goes into be called, it, it eventually is called Britpop, and when it goes to the rest of the world, it's called Britpop. Or they credit England when it actually comes to the United States. And so, so Canada has the same thing, where they have something that's Canadian music, but it's really heavily influenced by the United States. Um, and so that, I find that really interesting because, and, and it's, Sometimes it's inevitable because it's, it's the same continent. But anyway, um, and I find that they, I found that the time there was very interesting. But I also found that um, there were there were highlights and there were little little there were moments where things were disappointing. For example, I didn't expect Canadians to behave exactly like Americans, and there were moments where if I you know was in the wrong lane or something, there was a lot of road rage or sort of um, you know anger at at, at someone who was maybe not really in the right area or lane of of the of the road. Um and so um and I find that's very, very um I found that to be very disappointing because 
course, you're supposed to tell people kindly that they're in the wrong lane. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they're actually visiting. And so I wondered if it was um, something where they weren't, weren't really aware of the fact that you weren't really supposed to be rude to people because you don't know if they're visiting. And they do this in the United States as well, um, where sometimes, you know, we have to be more conscious of the fact that people might be visiting. visiting. Um, but I find this whole takeover of one's mind where you have you can be doing nothing to them, nothing to them. And this is just a jump, but I'm just saying sometimes there's rudeness in a lot of different places. It doesn't matter. But anyway, the show is about, it's from millennials. The show is to really, really protect the minds of people because we really have a lot of people who I think have a bad example. Um, and, and they're like in their 40s and 50s, right? Late 30s, 40s, and 50s. And, um, you know, they're fighting. The divorce rate is high. They don't get along. They're angry that you're different as a millennial. They try and do the same thing. It's disturbing. They dress the exact same way as you. Um, and um, the clothes are extremely tight. The men are marrying women of other groups, which is okay, but it just goes to show you that if we have a high divorce rate, are we really succeeding? Have we really done something right if the U.S. has a close to 70% divorce rate? I don't know, right? So we want to highlight the marriages and make them higher. Um, and like, and I know that other countries have done this, right, where everyone's getting married. Um, and everyone's getting married um, at a higher rate to the point where they even have the weekend marriage situation where the weekend marriage situation is um, something where the weekend marriage situation is something where, where, where it's so important to accelerate marriage that if you can sit someone down and have a bunch of questions that you can ask them and find things out, um, and, and if they actually seem to be the perfect individual, hurry up and get married right away. Right. We're not doing that now, but we actually used to do that a long time ago. It's actually a part of American culture. Most people's grandparents, if you actually think about your, your grandparents or your great-grandparents, they were married in maybe less than three months, or three months was the cap. By the time three months comes around, everyone can say we were married after three months. We were married after three months. And so that's actually what we are looking for, right? We have a lot of um, people here who um, are... are in difficult situations, right? You're maybe in a situation where you have to get out of it, where you're unsafe, where you feel unsafe, where you feel as though no one is um, able to help you. I said this on the other show. If you can't apply for school, I've told people this, even if it's in another country, if you've always wanted to go to America, apply for school in the United States um, and um, see what you want to study. There's so many, so many things to choose from, so many different places to choose from. Um, but it also helps you to get away from a difficult situation back back at at home wherever you are, and um, this is very serious. So, and we talked about this. Um, have you started your company yet? This is also what we talked about: being able to start your own company because one thing that will pull you out of the recession is not just entrepreneurship, but if you're even dealing with it. You can charge one dollar for the product that you have. This is the worst case scenario. Maybe it'll be two, right? I mean, it's not the worst case for everyone, but if you just had $1 and you had 1 million people buy from buy your product, you, you had in-person sales and you had online sales, um, how much would you have, right? So, I mean, we have um, a company that um, highlights, um, oh, yes, and one of the things about the company that I mentioned before, Freshy, is that he's using turmeric. Um, that he mixes with coconut and with with um, chocolate, I think. 
uh, yes, some of his products have chocolate, peanut, like peanut butter, turmeric, and um, and coconut. And it seems strange, but turmeric removes inflammation from the brain, and chocolate is known to have multiple benefits. Um, so it's really having vegetables and turmeric together, and that's a wonderful thing. And um, I'm just telling you that you have to sort of prepare now. Um, because different things that you eat um, will help you in the long run and definitely changes your physiology, it changes your chemistry, it changes the way you see yourself, um, it changes your skin, it makes your skin glow sometimes, and if you don't eat the right thing sometimes, it makes you look like you're so uncomfortable that your skin is suffering and telling people, look, I'm allergic to chocolate, or look, I'm allergic to, 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 um, um, or I have reactions to chocolate, right? So maybe you call that analogy, I'm not sure. Um, but I'm sure, I am sure that sometimes um, sometimes you eat something, and sometimes people actually say that about chocolate. So I'm repeating a phrase because that's actually been said about chocolate. And so sometimes people have um, a moment where they don't understand that you're having reactions because of what you eat. So every time I see someone with pimples on their face, in my mind, actually to them, to them personally, I've actually told them to switch, switch to olive oil from the oils that they have. Now, I've used sunflower oil in the past, and I've changed it as well as olive oil. I don't want everyone to be like me, but I'm actually saying that the olives are actually grown in the ground. Do you follow what I'm saying? And so um, the thing is is that um, in switching to what's grown from the ground, it changes your physiology. It's getting this best. It's getting all of the, 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 um, the, um, the nutrients, right? Um, and sometimes if, if something is um, created, and it's actually not something that we have um, um, seen before. Sometimes it can damage um, our bodies. Um, so be careful what you eat. Um, but but I wanted to also mention a couple of things. One more. Mention something that I came across. Which was um, the fact that when I was there, um, let's see. Okay, one moment. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And they were, they were um, yeah, so they were energy. There was a lot of people who I thought were were going through something that I found was some sort of um social engineering to the um Either, you know, I talked about this, I think, before where I was saying that, that we have a displacement um, issue where people are being displaced from the continent. And it sounds controversial to say that you're supposed to really be able to bring people in to a place and to have them go to school. And so what people were doing, including here in the U.S., they would have people there who didn't have a job, didn't have an education, and didn't were you know weren't able to actually um, get themselves um, together. 
And this is um, very difficult to do because you're supposed to be recognized as a professional. You're supposed to be someone who is um, in a situation where you can support um, the profession that you have. I mean, for example, I, I own my own company. And um, I've, I've always, I'm always going to be perceived as a company owner because that's exactly what I am. I'm a business owner. Um, I can hire my own employees, and I still intend to do that. So what I do, I always own a company, right? And so regardless of where I go and regardless of where I travel to, I own, I still own a company. And so um, I have to worry about my intellectual property being tampered with. I have to worry about what type of employees I'm going to hire and why. And I have to worry about the media that I might be, um, have um, and um, also that what's going to happen in the future and how I'm going to repair. So even as I talk to you now, this is about maybe 20 years planning, 10 years planning, um, and you have to think like that. Most people don't. Most people are fighting, which is why I'm always, you know, doing things um, left and right because if you ever stop, it's, it's, it's if it's not talking about race, it's talking about feminism. If it's not talking about race or feminism, it's talking about immigration. If it's not talking about um, race, feminism, or immigration, it's talking about something that is, is sometimes unhealthy. Why is it that places like Germany doesn't don't talk about this so much, or or um, Eastern Europe? Well, one thing is you don't have displaced Africans. You have people there who are visiting to go to school, and that's it. If they get married, yes, they stay. That's okay. But you do make sure they have a job or you make sure they're going to school. Sometimes the displacement of Africans is done because it, it sends a message that pe what it looks like is that people don't want people from other places there. But in a, even though they're cracking down and they're just having one, it still looks bad. You follow what I'm saying? It looks like they're, they're implying that Africans are so aggressive that they don't want to give them a job or that they have such horrible projections of Africans that they don't want to allow them to integrate. And then sometimes it might also look like the opposite, where maybe the person from Africa doesn't want to integrate, doesn't know how. But either way, the country doesn't really look so great. So the opposite, So two things can happen, and that's one where you crawl, you cure the migrant situation, um, and you are able to have facilities where you, where you bring people. Um, and where you, they're not fighting. I probably can't even talk about this to people in the United States because they probably turn into a race situation or they're probably turning into racism. Um, or turn into some sort of, um, you know, unnecessary conflict that doesn't exist, right? Um, and if you can talk about it with someone in the United States, then that's a forward-thinking individual who is um, who should be left alone. Um, but um, very important, we talked about this before, because you know, having a university degree is going to be something that is your paperwork, your basic paperwork, the base paperwork, the way they say the, at the base you should have a high school diploma. If you do not have a high school diploma, you can get one and you can go to college. How do you do this? You get your GED. It's a small card sometimes, a piece of paper, um, and it, this, is, this is something that you can provide to um, the person when you go to university, and this is where um, you, you actually um, – are able to go to university by having that piece of paper. Even if you haven't had it, even if you're not from the United States, sit in the class and get your GED and ask. Because they'll tell you all these things about how you're not able to go to college and maybe you missed the opportunity and maybe you didn't go back home. Do the GED and then after this, um, enroll in university. You must do both. It's very important. And once you do that, you'll be able to go to college. And once you go to college, you have the base paperwork. 
I say this because most people cannot. We have about at least 50 million people here who are from other countries, and that's a little scary, but it's very good if they're able to move forward and to um, um, do the right things, and that means that we have a different society at large altogether. Um, what I believe is that we're all supposed to be doing something wonderful because we're supposed to be leading in some way, the leading with example to show what is supposed to happen, how you're supposed to behave. So we don't want to have any racism or anything like this. Um, or any sort of bigotry or hatred. Be careful of the chemical system. I don't know what makes someone want to tell someone what to do all the time or to sort of be this imposing and dominating person. Um, but, so be careful of what you do and be careful of not becoming someone who's dominating, who is superimposing. I did say this about feminism a long time ago, that it became something that was so imposing that even, like, a young women who might call themselves feminists, they argue with their parents. Why are you arguing with your parents? Because someone's trying to tell you what to do. Why is someone telling you what to do often? Because sometimes they don't think women know how to think. So it ends up becoming this construct where, where women disrespect each other, and we're starting to see that more, where there's a lot of women showing disrespect to each other. And it shouldn't be that women feel more comfortable around men, but that's really what's happening. So any sort of construct where it's just women, I've abandoned it. And I'm telling women what you can do now, even if you're pushed out of all male-dominated positions, you can actually start your own company. You can have a group of four women where you're actually in an office. You can Google it where women have their own companies and they're mostly women. It doesn't have to be. You can have a man there, but maybe it's just four of you in an office space. And it's you doing different things, right? One person does, 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 a, does a different area. Um, and, but that's a company that you still own your own firm. So forget about what happened in the 1970s where people said they joined a male-dominated profession, but they couldn't find a job afterwards. No. Now you go into the male-dominated profession, and after you get out of the male-dominated profession, you start your own firm. You find a business partner, even if it's a woman, even if you have to go overseas and meet somebody or meet somebody from from a different place, and you start the company together. Now you can hire whoever you want, male or female. You follow what I'm saying? So you can do that, and you don't have to worry about it, but that's where it's going, being able to really not worry about the fact that there's a recession, but to still get around it. Um, and also watch what you eat. Um, have a great afternoon, and thank you very much for tuning in. Please continue to, and have a great um, day. Okay, bye-bye.
Thank you. 